0: I feel like there are two types of dolls. There are the dolls you remember fondly. For me, that's my Molly McIntyre American Girl doll. Then, there are other kinds of dolls. You know, the kinds of dolls you see in antique shops or discover in your grandma's attic. Ones like Annabelle, the doll from the 2014 horror movie. Now imagine a group of the second kind of dolls, the creepy ones, lingering one floor beneath you when you're having a drink at a bar. Well, that kind of describes Hanny's, a bar and restaurant in downtown Phoenix, but only kind of. Welcome to a special Halloween edition of Valley 101 a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm podcast editor Katie O'Connell, and I'm filling in as host today for Kayla White, who is on her honeymoon. In today's episode, I'm looking into the basement art at Hanny's, And to start that story, we have to step back in time a bit. Vic Haney was the original owner of Haney's. One clip in the Arizona Republic archives described him as a, quote, popular and enterprising haberdasher. Haney opened his dry goods turned department store in 1912. At the time, it was located on Adams Street and Central Avenue. The business evolved over the decades and merged with another department store in 1939 and by 1946, its president was ready for it to grow. The plan was to build a new store at the southwest corner of First and Adams Streets. Architects Royal Lesher and Leslie Mahoney of Lesher and Mahoney were hired for the project. The architects were known for buildings like Phoenix's Orpheum Theater, so they brought a lot of attention to the construction of Hannies. In fact, the Arizona Republic chronicled the building's construction. A photo from May 21st, 1947, showed the exterior of the building coming together. The caption underneath it touted the building's quote, more modern appearance. Finally, on Friday, November 21, 1947, it was time for the new shop to open. Republic Headlines celebrated the opening by saying, quote, it's just like a Hollywood premiere. 10,000 people attended. The mayor at the time, Ray Busey, said the new store's design was, quote, a monument to the progress of the entire area, not just Phoenix alone. Indeed, the building was renowned for its international style. Unlike the ornate, baroque style of the Orpheum, Hannes was a mid-century modern building. There was a curved balcony on the second floor that offered views of shoppers on the ground floor. One of the exterior walls was curved too. It didn't look like any other building downtown. And the department store opened at the right time. After the limitations of the war years, people were eager to get on with their lives. The era after World War II saw incredible growth for the city, including its downtown. But that success wasn't permanent. By 1986, the downtown department store closed. The building remained, but had to literally fight through fire before
1: it became, shall we say, an antique doll repository. The department store closed. And then the building was vacant for a number of years, and then the Phoenix Fire Department, actually the city of Phoenix owned the building, and the fire department used it for training for a number of years.
0: That's Rainy Crump. She's the vice president of Hanny's, and she's also the daughter of the current owner, restaurateur Carl Kopp.
1: We've closed off some of the areas for the third and fourth floor, but there was a lot of stairways, so I feel like they probably put on packs and climbed stairs and stuff like that.
0: Articles about the building's conversion talked about how the fire department used to light fires there as part of their practice, too. At any rate, Carl Kopp acquired the department store-turned-fire department practice facility in 2005. And if the name Carl Kopp sounds familiar, it's probably because he owns a few restaurants in different places, including AZ-88 in Scottsdale. Carl Kopp would spend a whopping three years working on renovating the old Hanny's department store.
1: And my dad is very meticulous when he designs a building and he wants to keep the integrity of the history and so it's something that's really well thought out.
0: To help him in this endeavor, Carl hired Scottsdale designer Janice Leonard. Janice was a renowned designer. Her work in restaurant design earned her a James Beard Award in 1996, and she'd previously collaborated with Kopp on the designs of AZ-88. Three years later, in 2008, Hanny's reopened. And the work that Janice and Carl did highlighted some of the 1947 department store attributes. Let's explore some of them, starting at the top and working our way down to the dolls in the basement. The second floor, or mezzanine level, still has a curved balcony that allows you to spy on people downstairs. It includes about five booths that seat about six people each. On weekends, those booths are open to the public, and there's a smaller bar up there too. Otherwise, they're available for semi-private events.
1: It's a kind of a lounge, cool vibe at night.
0: It's worth noting that the mezzanine level is only available for semi-private events since the bathroom is also located upstairs. And going to the bathroom at Hanny's is an experience. There are mirrors and bright-colored lights lining your way. The first time I went there, I was uncertain if I was in the right place. It kind of feels like you've somehow become half an inch tall and you're standing in a pile of neon Legos. Local legend has it that the fitting rooms were once located there, but Rainey said that's not true.
1: So upstairs here was where the cashiers were because it was upstairs they paid and downstairs is where they got fitted.
0: Most of the action in Hanny's is on the first floor. When you walk in, the bar is the biggest thing that greets you. Once again, contrary to popular belief, the bar was not the original makeup counter in the department store. Still, you can pull up a seat there and ask a bartender to make you one of their signature cocktails.
1: Our cocktails are probably gonna be a martini. Um, any of our martinis are amazing. Um, or they've kind of gone back old school to like the old fashions and the Manhattans.
0: If you don't wanna sit at the bar, tables and booths are neatly aligned behind it and to the sides of it. There's a ton of light throughout the restaurant thanks to the large department store windows, There's artwork that's original to the building too, like the north wall's list of clothing designers in enormous block letters. And the south wall has a map of the world from the 1940s store. There's also a sign that says Hart, Schaffner, and Marks on the balcony of the mezzanine.
1: The thing that was missing, there was an F missing out of Schaffner, and we left it missing, because that's how we obtained the building. So we tried to keep it as original as we could. Janice
0: Leonard even redesigned an elevator shaft. The fire department had removed the elevator shaft, most likely for repelling exercises. Janice added mirrors to the top and the bottom of the shaft and plexiglass over the openings. If you walk out on the clear plexiglass and look up, you'll see the image of your body repeated throughout the dueling mirror's illusion. There's another item that's bound to catch your eye. A mannequin in a glass case that's covered in beads and wearing antlers on top of her head.
1: My dad purchased it probably 30 or 40 years ago from an art dealer, and she's been in storage until he brought her here. And um, that's, that's the story of her. He was just waiting for the perfect spot to put her. There
0: are also six doll heads lining the buttocks of the mannequin. In a way, you could consider it a sign, because the staircase that leads you to the dolls in the basement is located right behind that mannequin. Rainy and I walk down the rounded staircase behind the mannequin. Halfway down, there's a singular antique doll standing in a window that provides a view of the basement pipes. I like that there's, halfway down the yeah, circular there staircase, there's a preview there doll and a preview glass.
1: Doll. Like, what's gonna go on?
0: Then you reach the bottom of the stairs, where you're surrounded by a chain-link fence on three sides and above you. It's almost like you've stepped into a human-sized dog kennel with the door open. And across from you. And here they are. Here
1: they are. Here are the dolls.
0: How many are there right now? I
1: don't know. It fluctuates between like 12 to 15. 14 right now. So yes, we have 14 of them right now. The two little ones on the end were one disappeared, and the other one we had a customer send us from Canada. And then we have a beauty queen in the middle that nobody's claimed her. (laughs) Don't know where she came from, but uh, she's here. And that's pretty par for the course. All but three of the dolls are the original ones. So I'm sure some employees just stuck one down there occasionally, but... (laughs) And we've had some leave that we didn't know how got out, and we've had some leave out the front door with staff chasing them. So (laughs) when you give people alcohol, they will do crazy things.
0: The dolls vary in height. Most of them are antique, but the mysterious beauty queen is plastic.
1: They just vary from big play dolls to little, but most of them are porcelain. So we know they're real antique um, because they break fairly easy.
0: The dolls are positioned on three sides of a rectangular table. And they're situated in a way that makes them look like they're staring at you from under the light of a single uncovered bulb. Some say that the dolls look like The Last Supper
1: it really isn't supposed to look like that. I think that's just what it came to look like. There was the, the table that they're at is actually a door that was just left in the basement that was found. And so it was put up and then the dolls were just arranged. And that's how it, people refer to it as the Last Supper. I don't, it, it wasn't intentional, but it does look like it. There's a collection of
0: coins, mainly pennies, strewn across the table in front of the dolls. Rainey said that the owners didn't start that trend. Customers just started tossing change on the table, although that can damage the porcelain dolls. I was gonna say, the one that's in the middle, the red-headed one in the middle, you can actually see one of her fingers yeah. on the pile of money.
1: Yeah, a lot of her fingers get, you know, she's only got, I think, four left. <laughs> so, so a lot of her fingers are gone from the cat, the coins.
0: And in case you're like me and you were wondering, no, the dolls do not have names. Although some of them do have nicknames.
1: The curly-haired one, but a lot of them have curly hair, but I think they always refer to the one that has the crown of flowers on her head as the curly-haired one, or the one with the bow.
0: Seeing the dolls stirs a lot of emotions in people.
1: Whether it takes them back to their childhood, creeps them out, makes them feel religious, offends them because it's like the Last Supper, it runs the gamut of what the emotions can be from people.
0: But knowing the background on the dolls makes them a lot less creepy, broken fingers and all. Rainey said that the dolls weren't part of Hanny's when it first reopened in 2008.
1: My dad would have to see the place and, and let it wear on him to know what kind of installation he would want and where. So I feel like it was probably about a year into it before the dolls appeared. And
0: the dolls weren't meant to stay.
1: And it was supposed to be just a short, you know, three or four month installation to get people to kind of tour the building and see what was new in the basement. But it, it took on such a life of its own. And um, it just stayed. The fence that separates you from the dolls? That was there
0: before they were there. The rest of the basement is used for storage. The wait staff keeps their uniforms down there. Rainey said that there's also a lot of equipment in the back, so they installed a fence to keep anyone who wanders downstairs safe. There is one oddity about the creation of the dolls. Much like the story that the present-day bathrooms were the fitting rooms, I'd heard that Janice Leonard, the designer who revamped Hanny's, was responsible for the doll installation. Rainey said that wasn't true either.
1: No, it was actually my dad came up with it. Um, I, sometimes I just don't know where he gets his ideas. <laughs> but he had the idea, and he found most of the dolls just randomly. His actually assistant in Milwaukee helped him. But they located most of the dolls. They're off of eBay and Craigslist. I try to
0: verify this. Janice died in 2014, and I was unable to reach Carl Kopp, so I turned to our archives. Here's what I found. Janice was responsible for the art installations at AZ-88. This includes the main installation over the bar. According to our archives, she would swap that main installation out monthly. But our archives from 2009 and 2010 don't mention the addition of the doll installation at all. There's a clip from 2011 that says Janice was responsible for the art installation at AZ-88s and Hanny's, but it doesn't specify which ones. That detail seems inconsequential once you're standing in front of the dolls. These days, Rainey said most people who frequent Hanny's know about the dolls. In fact, many patrons stop in to see them, having discovered them on social media. I asked Rainey how her dad felt about the doll's infamy. She said she didn't know because she's never asked him, but she did seem pretty certain about one thing.
1: He's probably pr- proud of it, and he didn't have to come up with another idea. Well, listeners, that's it for today.
0: I hope this episode has made you want to swing into Hannie's to see the dolls. If you do that, be sure to snap a selfie with them and share it with us on Twitter at Valley101Pod there's a chance your selfie could end up in our newsletter. I'm Katie O'Connell signing off for today, but I'll catch you next week when Valley 101 explores Phoenix's most haunted places. So they say her spirit still lingers in the hotel and they see her wandering the halls, smell her perfumes. So she's probably their most famous
1: ghost there.